I'm Rob. And I'm Nate. And welcome to Rob and Nate Record a Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about, well, this is going to start off a Bad Boys episode. And we're going to start off tonight by talking about the original 1995 movie Bad Boys. And this will, we will eventually then talk about Bad Boys 2. And then the most recent, what's it called, Bad Boys for Life. Mm-hmm. So... This could be an interesting episode. Be interested to see where some of these topics go. Some time ago, I made Nate watch the first Bad Boys just because it, I felt like it was something that was lacking in his, I guess you could say, his cultural repertoire. Mm-hmm. You used the word cultural to describe the movie Bad Boys. Pop culture. Oh, okay. I don't think it's inappropriate to refer to it as pop culture repertoire. I mean, you have to admit, that was a gap in your resume. Yeah, I, I it was something that I had avoided. Yeah. And yet, here I am, after that experience, agreeing to do a episode on the Bad Boys trilogy. Now, let's clarify. Who proposed doing an episode on the Bad Boys trilogy? I did propose doing it, and against part of my better judgment, because... I so hated the first Bad Boys film, and I my expectations that I will not like the other film. I thought it might be able to produce something interesting to listen to. Yeah, I think it might, it'll make an entertaining episode of the podcast at the minimum. I personally think I haven't seen the third one yet, but I think of the first two. The I thought the second one was better than the first one, although at the same time it's more ridiculous than the first one. Mm. The first one, I guess we should, I guess, go ahead and talk a little bit about the first Bad Boys. This was the directorial debut of Michael Bay, mm-hmm. and this pretty much tells you everything you're you need to know to know what you're going to like and what you're going to dislike about Michael Bay. It really sets over the, his entire career sets the tone of the whole career right there. Yeah, he likes gasoline explosions, mm. and, and this is a criticism I have of a lot of Hollywood special effects in general. Most of the explosions you see in movies are not explosions as they would actually happen in real life. They literally just take gasoline and blow up the gasoline. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big fan of the gasoline explosion special effect, which, of course, is all the end of this movie is. It's just mm-hmm. one giant gasoline expo- explosion. At one point in time, I could find online how much gasoline they used in that scene. I wasn't able to find it tonight, but they used a ridiculous amount of gasoline for that final explosion in, in, you know, in that closing scene. I didn't realize that Michael Bay had paid $25,000 out of his own pocket to get the studio to let him shoot that scene. Mm. And you know, I guess we're getting a little ahead of, our, ahead of ourselves, but I don't think the movie would have ended satisfactorily if they hadn't done that no. closing scene. But it's interesting that he had to pay the studio to get them to let him film yeah. it. Since we're talking about things that Michael Bay likes, obviously he does like his gas explosions, but I think there's two other things that need to be mentioned that he likes. He likes his super fast cutting. Yes. He's got he's got ADD. He's got no attention span for his own movies. Yeah. And I kind of don't blame him. <laughs> okay. and, and he likes characters that are just all on the surface and have no depth, which is why some of his most successful character franchises are robots. Yeah. So how much do we want to talk about the plot of the original Bad Boys? As little as possible. So then a quick overview. The original Bad Boys, you have Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett, played by Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. And they have just wrapped up a large drug bust. But this gang comes in and steals the drugs from the storage locker, the police storage locker. 
and now they have to the department has to go out and try and find the drugs before the DOJ comes in and shuts them down. Mm-hmm. The FBI and the DOJ as our I got to find they're the, the commander's clock. name. So they're all trying to to get this all done in roughly 72 hours before their their jurisdiction is Shut usurped. Down. Yeah, as Captain Howard tells us, they've got 72 hours to find the drugs or the FBI and DOJ are going to come in and shut them down. And and Captain Howard is played by Joe Pantaleone. Pantaleono. Pantaleone. Anyways. It's a funny uh, word. I cannot say his name right to save my life tonight, Mm. but it doesn't really matter. Captain Howard tells them that. So Mike and Marcus go and they're trying to work their... CIs, their informants, to try and get information on what might be happening. Max is some form of, you know, call girl or something along those lines. She's got a kind of a flirty, long-time relationship. Not physical, I don't think. No, with Mike. But, yeah. And so, after they've met with Max, she's called to this drug lord's house, and he's, you know, she's told bring some other people with him. So they, she recruits Tia Leone... And they, they they interact with Max because Max, part of what she does is she is at some kind of club. Not, not a club. Uh, like, like a boxing a, gym. Like a boxing gym. And yeah. they have one of their CIs is this stoogie guy there. And they do this not horribly effective good cop, bad cop. But that's I thought that inter- was entertaining, though. That's the inter- it's primarily there to introduce Max to the extent that anything is really here in service of the plot. We just watched a, a video an Oliver Harper retrospective video about it, and they talk about even Michael Bay. Even Michael Bay thought that the script here wasn't very much. And that makes more sense having seen it because there's just so many scenes that are unnecessarily stretched out as excuses to have Martin Lawrence do crazy crap and Will Smith do crazy crap. Because there's filler. They're filling out a really weak script. This movie was went through several iterations before it got to where it's being yes, produced now. That was one of the most interesting and things Michael to learn Bay about. And Michael Bay apparently consistently just hated the script, uh-huh. which if you hate the script so bad, why are you making the movie? Well, at one point, the script was intended to be a Disney-produced production starring Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. Yeah. Would have been nothing like this movie. Yeah. And I don't think it would have been any better either. No. <laughs> anyways, and I mean, different people were supposed to be cast in this prior to these guys, you know, things like that. Anyway, so Max recruits Julie Mott, who is played by Tia Leone, to come with her to this, you know, drug dealer's house. Yeah, they're friends, and, and Julie Mott needs money for some reason, I forget. Yeah. And so says, oh, you make money being a hooker with me at this, this guy's house. And the guy that they go to see is an ex-cop who's involved with this drug ring, which is involved with the robbery, and it's headed up by this French man yeah and the 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 ex-cop has stolen some money or some drugs from him so the french drug lord and some of his thugs go into the house to kill him they kill max tia leone was upstairs using the bathroom or something witnesses what has happened they see her she jumps out of a second story window into a pool somehow escapes max had told her about lowry and how much how good he was and so she's like well if i need to get with a cop i should get with this guy uh, i can trust this guy and so when she calls uh, lowry is out working some other angle and the case is not available so marcus pretends to be mike lowry at the insistence of the captain Captain because this is their only real lead 
and it sets up this stupid mistaken identity thing bit that's played out throughout it, they the movie. just play it to death and it could have been so easily resolved i mean if you feel like you have to do the double thing at first well yeah i mean it makes sense they've got to have someone who can be mike lowry and go get and this then one. as soon as the real mike lowry comes like i got a confession to make yeah but they can't do that because this is here to f- this is as an excuse for martin lawrence hijinks this year to stretch the thin plot i didn't think it worked basically at all but a lot of people liked it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there are some kind of funny or just entertaining moments in this film in terms of what those things become in a Michael Bay film. I, I like this movie more than Nate does. Nate, despite, correct me if I'm wrong, is despite, to say you despise this movie too strong? You know, I, I, I absolutely hated this movie. I thought it was kind of torturous to sit through. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have anything. To you know, I need a hook. I need something that's like a character or or a visual element or something in the film that I like that can see me through. the So film. the action sequences just weren't doing it. No, for you. they weren't. And so it's entertaining. Certainly, none of the characters were. It's kind of interesting that in something like Jackie Chan Month, the action sequences work for you mm-hmm. and hold your hold the movie for you and make the movie somewhat redeemable, but it doesn't in this instance. Well, those were clever. <laughs> Valid. I guess yeah. that's a fair enough point. <laughs> and these ones, as we learned from the the video we watched, this was all done on a real budget for the time. So yeah. it was made for twenty million dollars, nineteen ninety five money. Yeah. Which even in nineteen ninety five, I mean, that's nothing today. And even in nineteen ninety five, that's not a particularly big uh, yeah. budget, for, especially for what's supposed to be an action spectacle. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because they were apparently so tight. I, I've read online a couple different places that. The budget was so tight and the studio was so controlling of this that a lot of the action sequences where you'd have like four and five days to film the action sequences, Michael Bay was limited to a day. Hmm. And the closing act, uh, action sequence in this movie, Michael Bay had to pay the studio $25,000 in order to be able to film that sequence. Hmm. Now the film, I mean, as bad as this film might be, it would be nothing without that final sequence. It's interesting that he believed in himself so much and... You know, whatever thing he was doing with this script that he hated, that he was willing to pay the studio $25,000 to have a day to go film this final sequence. But, yeah. Do you know who else was once willing to spend some of their personal money? A director spent their personal money on a project they believed in that the studio didn't trust. It was Alfred Hitchcock putting personal money, I think, up to, it, like, I think he mortgaged his house for Psycho. Yeah. Because the studio was like, no, we want you to make these big spectacles like you did in the 50s, like your North by Northwest and your Vertigos. But you want to make this weird black and white kind of grungy thing, and we don't trust you, so we're not we're going to put up the bare minimum. But he believed in it, and it worked, and it was highly successful. Yeah. Sadly, this movie was also highly successful. I mean, there's a number of directors who have done that, you know, and had success that way and things like that. I mean, taking a chance when the studio doesn't I hate believe. to think that this is a project he believed in. The, I mean, he didn't really, but he, he's like, he's trying he's trying to make it work as best he can because, as we mentioned, he didn't care much for the script. And he was right in that you needed to end it on a bang. And so as much spectacle as you could put into the end is going to pay off for you. Now, I, here's an alternate universe I'd like to explore with you slightly. All right. What if this movie had flopped and we'd never had to endure some of the bad films Michael Bay has made? That would have been great. 
Yeah. We wouldn't have appreciated it because we wouldn't have been aware. Yeah. I'm sure there's some other horrible director who had a flop that if it hadn't been a flop, we'd be suffering through their work on a regular basis. Yeah. Now, it's going to be interesting to see what Nate thinks of the second Bad Boys, because that is also directed by Michael Bay. And again, I, as I already said, I think the second Bad Boys is better than the first Bad Boys. However, Michael Bay is not the director of the third Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the third Bad Boys thus far, the critic reviews that I've seen and heard thus far, it's supposedly the best in the franchise. Mm. So I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to go. I have some hopes for that. When you talk about how you thought that uh, the first one was the weakest one and that they get better, my first thought was, of course, I mean, because you're starting this low. But we just learned that critics like Bad Boys 2 even less than Bad Boys 1, which has got me nervous again. Well, but critics aren't always right. There are movies that we have enjoyed that critics didn't like. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see. And there's also, I told Nate, I'm interested to be watching Bad Boys 2 with him. If for no other reason than to see if he agrees with me that the there's one scene in the Cuba part where they drive some cars down through houses on a hillside, and I'm you know I'm interested to watch Bad Boys Two with Nate. If for no other reason than to see if he agrees that that was inspired by a police story from Jackie Chan. Mm. But yeah, first first Bad Boys. I, I I don't know that we need to spend any more time on the plot. Yeah, I mean uh, if we want to talk about how we because you like this, you you wanted me to see this original movie. Or this is more the second movie, but you felt you have to see the first one. Well, I wanted Nate to watch at least the first Bad Boys, even if he didn't ever watch the second Bad Boys. I think it's a piece, like, pop culture-wise that, you know, it was popular in the 90s. It was popular in the early 2000s. It was a very significant film for Will Smith's career. Yeah. And for Martin Lawrence's career, their Martin Lawrence's fizzled out far quicker. So I wanted Nate to see it just generally. I didn't know whether Nate would like it or not. I mean, I like the film. I don't think what, it's a great film. What would you rate it? Two stars. Two stars. But there are two-star movies that are still fun movies and mm-hmm. you can enjoy. But this is not a movie you recommend to a lot of people. You know, I wouldn't tell my parents to go watch Bad Boys. Yeah. You know, things like that. But it's, you know, it's it's a fun movie in terms of the same way any other Michael Bay film can be entertaining. I thought it was bland, unfunny, uninteresting, and just way, way too long and kind of torturous. I I hated it. Yeah. I give it one star. And it and to be fair, like it does not hold up as well as you know. Part of me wishes we could watch this back in like say the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. But the further you get away from this, it does. It just doesn't. Nineties well. action movies, I don't think, for the most part, hold up very well. I'd rather watch. An unspecified 1980s action movie than an unspecified 1990s action movie. I don't know. I there was there's some benefits to both. In back in the older movies, they had to rely, you know, the special. There, there wasn't as much special effects available, so their effects, their practical effects, had to be much better. In the 90s, you had a lot of cheap effects, and it doesn't, you know, it's it turns into what it was. It was cheap effects. It's sometimes you still appreciate the practical effects when they're done right. You appreciate the practical effects better than poorly done CG that we get sometimes yeah, nowadays. Yeah, it's true. You know, we've talked about that with, like, The Fugitive and U.S. Marshals. The practical effects in those films are strong and they hold up really well. Well, it's because they took the time to do them. Well, Michael Bay only does cheap effects. And yeah. He does gasoline explosions. 
and so it just didn't hold up as well as I, I as I you know as some people might have liked it too. I'm curious. It's been a while since I've seen the second Bad Boys, and when I say I like Bad Boys, you know, it's something that I might watch every three to five years. Mm. It's a guilty pleasure thing. Yeah. It has some positive associations from when you were younger. Just was a fun movie. Yeah, mm. that was fun and entertaining, but. Yeah, you know, we'll see where this goes from here. Whereas to me, it's associated with pain. Yeah. Well, and we're going to spread this out because this is associated with pain for Nate. So I'll mention that it's February 2020. I'm not going to, I'm going to suggest that in the future in the podcast, we don't mention the specific date. The month is fine. I kind of like saying the date. The month, but you don't, the date doesn't mean anything beyond the month. You know, like, I don't know. What, What if we say it's February the... But it's February the 12th today? 11th. 11th. And tomorrow, February the 12th, the president dies. Then it'll be historically significant. And you'll be like, oh, foreshadowing. Oh, this was on the verge of what something What did we changed. say that was foreshadowing? <laughs> Bad boy. Anyways, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Part of me is like a little bummed out because like I'm going to be editing episodes here shortly where... You know, like we're gonna be like, oh, this is November 2019. Yeah. Oh, why didn't this come out till late February? That's fine. I like you that know. it positions it in well, time. Yeah, but I don't think that it positions it any more than just saying the month. Because when we get years from now, the date within the month isn't gonna much matter. So, anyways, now we're just wasting time in a recording. Mm. But yeah, so this it's February 2020 right now. We're not seeing the second Bad Boys. Well, we're gonna see it next week. But then I, I assume it'll be probably a couple weeks before we see the third, mm. you know, and it'll probably be a month from now before you guys are actually hearing this. Just turn around time on editing and finishing it and whatnot. So, yeah, we're going to spread it out a little bit, spread the pain out for Nate, and we'll see. I'm interested to see where this goes from here. So, oh. anything else to add for this week? No. Okay. Well, I'm Rob. I'm Nate. And we will talk to you shortly. Bad boys. Bad boys. What am I going to do?